0: You're listening to the Kirkintilloch Herald, a CUNE Review Recording Service podcast, brought to you by our team of volunteers currently recording from their homes across Scotland. Whether you're listening via the BWBF online players, the telephone app, or our brand new Alexa skill, please phone us on 0141 772 3976 to feedback on what you want us to provide and improve upon. Please also join your family and friends in being our audio ambassadors and share our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram all at Q and Review. That's at Symbol C U E A N D R E V I E W.
1: This week's Kirk and Talking Bishop Briggs Herald, dated Wednesday the 21st of December 2022, is read to you by Corey, Hunter and Ian. Polson bailed £178,000 fraud. Our former joint leader of Eastern Bartonshire Council and current councillor in the Bearsden South Ward has appeared in court charged with romance fraud. Conservative councillor Andrew Polson, aged 50, as was reported by the Herald earlier this year, was arrested and charged by police investigating the alleged offences of fraud. Polson co led the council with Lib Dem councillor Vaughan Moody from 2018 to 2022. He was suspended by the party in June following his arrest. In a civil action, court papers lodged by a female claim that Mr. Polson persuaded her to let him manage her finances and that he then used her money to buy property for himself. She alleges that he abused her trust and exercised undue influence over her. He had been arrested in June but was released pending further inquiries before being rearrested in August. The council appeared at Glasgow Sheriff Court last week where the court was told he is alleged to have induced a 60-year-old woman into transferring him money to buy two homes. Prosecutors claim he committed fraud knowing that both properties were bought solely in his own name. Mr Polson made no plea or declaration in a private hearing held before Sheriff John Kerr at Glasgow Sheriff Court. It had been alleged that Polson duped a woman into believing he was buying a property in Bearsden and a second one in Bells Hill, where the female was a, had joint ownership of both houses. The female claims that she was duped into transferring funds to Poulsen at a bank in Rutherglen. The charge facing Poulsen spans a period between May the 1st, 2021 and January the 14th, 2022. Mr. Poulsen faces a separate accusation of stealing the women's bank card on April the 21st, 2022, and, in yet a further allegation against the councillor, it has been claimed that he embezzled £19,513 during his role as a director of Revival Radio Limited, a Christian-based community radio station. Mr Polson was granted bail by Sheriff Joan Kerr. No date was confirmed for any further court appearance. This Week in History December the 21st, 2022 December the 21st, 1913 The first crossword puzzle was published in the New York World, compiled by Liverpool-born Arthur Wynne. On this day last year, giant millipedes as long as a car and weighing 50 kilograms once hunted across Northern England, experts revealed following the discovery of a 326 million-year-old fossil. December 22nd, 1989 A Romanian revolution overthrew President Ceausescu. Ceausescu's son, Niku, was arrested December the 23rd, 1986, the US plane Voyager completed the first non-stop flight around the world without refueling. December the 24th, 1904, the London Coliseum opened in St. Martins Lane, with the first revolving stage in Britain. On this deal last year, Ed Sheeran's prototype Equals Guitar raised £52,765 in a charity raffle to help a school in his hometown. December twenty fifth, 1950 The Stone of Scone was stolen from Westminster Abbey where it had rested for 650 years. Scottish Nationalists claimed responsibilities. December 26, 1908 Jack Johnson became the first African-American boxer to win the World Heavyweight title knocking out Tommy Burns in Round 14 in Sydney, Australia. On this day last year A Staffordshire Bull Terrier had life-saving surgery after wolfing down six packets of Christmas chocolate cottons. And that This Week in History article was read by me, Ian McKenna. Metro for Kirke? The proposed Clyde Metro would connect all of Glasgow to each other through a light and heavy rail network and make for a much more daunting sub-crawl. You can think of the Clyde Metro as a massive expansion of Glasgow's long-existing subway network Rather than going in a circle around the city centre, south side and west end, it could be extended as far as East Kilbride right to the south, Kirkintilloch to the north, Newton to the east and Erskine to the west. It's more than just a simple upgrade however, it would incorporate building entirely new lines, split between heavy metro and light metro. It would transform Dalmuir Hindland, Queen Elizabeth University Hospital, Paisley, West Street, Newton. And Belgrove into commuter hubs with the potential to become interchange points. The focus of the Clyde Metro would be to connect the city centre to hospitals, universities and colleges, key employment centres and major transport hubs like Central and Queen Street stations as well as Glasgow Airport. If work began today it would cost billions of pounds and take upwards of 30 years but it would also better connect more than 1.5 million people to employment, education and health services in and around Glasgow. The Scottish Government, in their efforts to cut down on emissions from cars, realised the importance of upgrading Glasgow's public, public transport system. As the report reads, Clyde Metro would have, key, have a key role in playing, to play in tackling social exclusion. The report acknowledges congestion around the city from traffic makes travel by bus an unattractive option, as well as capacity issues and other inefficiencies of public transport. It's hoped by building the Clyde Metro that it will complement existing services, but may include the conversion from existing railways into tram or heavy metro lines. This would free up rail capacity for longer distance journeys, so you might see more exotic locations at the boards at Glasgow Central. The Clyde Metro has been confirmed by the Scottish Government as a key priority for future investment. This seems it's more likely than ever that Glasgow will get the long-awaited public transport boost that it needs. The Mass Transit Plan is one of 45 recommendations.
2: Welcome news as recorded by Hunter MacDonald. Local Green MSP Ross Greer has welcomed the news that 9,593 young people in Eastern Bartonshire now have a car which allows them to travel by bus for free. Scotland is the first country in the UK to offer free bus travel for young people. A long-standing policy of the Scottish Greens, the party secured through annual budget negotiations. Ross Greer, the Green MSP for Eastern Bartonshire said, less than a year since the launch, I'm delighted that so many young people in Eastern Bartonshire have benefited from free bus travel. I'm very proud that Scotland is the first UK nation to do this and hope that others will follow. It has clearly been a huge success and has opened up all sorts of new opportunities for young people whether in education, employment, or in their social lives. New project aims to help motor neurone disease. Following the events of recent weeks when we lost Dodi Weir to motor neurone disease, the issue of MND has been at the forefront of the country's minds. Dodi was an inspirational campaigner for MND awareness and was a passionate advocate for patients, carers, and families living with the condition. He also set up the Dodie Weir Foundation to support work towards a cure. NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde's neurology services within the Institute for Neurological Sciences provides care for patients and families across the west of Scotland who are living with MND. A special projects team is driving forward changes to better support patients and their caring network. While clinical care, provision for the individual is one of the primary functions for the neurology service. Support for the caring network is essential to how the team deliver care too. And it is those family members, those carers and supporters who will be the focus of a special event taking place in 2023. The MND Carers Academy will bring together medical professionals, support agencies and the third sector in a one stop shop so that families and carers have access to all the help and information they need to care for their loved one, but also to equip themselves psychologically and emotionally for the challenges ahead. If you'd like to take part in the event, either as a support agency, charity or as a carer, please contact the Neurology Framework team on 0141 201 2503. Your opinions
1: are needed. People power is being harnessed as part of a new drive to support the expansion of electric vehicle charging infrastructure. Glasgow City Region, which is made up of eight local authorities, including Eastern Bartonshire Council, is seeking views to help create an overall electric vehicle strategy. Survey sponsors will also help to develop Eastern Bartonshire's existing electric vehicle action plan. You can take part in the consultation until the 31st of December 2022 online. Councillor Gordon Lowe, leader of East and Bartonshire Council, said, I would encourage everyone who uses an electric vehicle, is planning to get one, or is interested in the location of charging points, to take part. The overall aim is to reduce vehicle emissions and improve the environment for all. For more information on electric vehicles and charging points locally, including a downloadable booklet, visit the council website. The Scottish Government has provided funding for the Glasgow City Region project as part of the journey towards net zero emissions. A working group has been set up with representatives from all council areas involved. Electric vehicles offer environmental benefits compared to petrol and diesel vehicles and economic gains too, as they are cheaper to run and financial support is available to help you make the switch the 1.13 billion pounds glasgow city region glasgow city region city deal is an agreement between the uk government the scottish government and eight local authorities across glasgow and the clyde valley rent
2: increases the latest annual rise in private rents in Eastern Bartonshire demonstrates just how urgently needed the Scottish Greens' winter rent freeze was, according to local Green MSP Ross Greer. New figures published last week show the average cost of two bed private rented accommodation in Eastern Bartonshire rose from, from £721 per month in September 2021 to £780 a month by this September an increase of 8.2%. According to Ross Greer, that shows the necessity of the emergency rent freeze and eviction protections introduced in October by Scottish Greens co-leader and Minister for Tenants' Rights, Patrick Harvey. Ross said, these figures cover the period before an emergency rent freeze kicked in. They underline exactly why it was right for the Scottish Greens to lead the way on tenants' rights. MSP pops in to
1: say thanks. Generous customers at Tesco have helped boost the much needed stock of Eastern Bartonshire Food Bank this festive season. Strathkelvin and Bearsdale MSP Rona Mackay popped it along to the Kirkintilloch store during the local food bank's Christmas appeal to thank the local community and volunteers for their dedication and commitment to help ensure people don't go hungry this winter. SP MSP Ms Mackay who is pictured with volunteers from the Trussell Trust and staff at Tesco, said The generosity of local people knows no bounds." Our thanks, too, to the amazing volunteers at food banks who are working hard to support people unable to afford even the basics. Are you prepared? People across Eton and Bartonshire are being encouraged to check they have the basic home remedies in ahead of the festive and New Year holidays to avoid having to find a pharmacy on a bank holiday. Dr. John Mackinno, a pharmacist and NHS24's associate clinical director, says most seasonal illnesses can be looked after at home with self-care and things like paracetamol. Christmas is a fun but headache time for people, he said. It's easy to get swept up in the festive atmosphere and forget that health should be on your priority list. Making sure you have home remedies for common ailments will save you time and help you focus on the celebrations. NHS 24's 111 service is there to help if you need urgent healthcare support, but we know that roughly 30% of people who call 111 need self help advice on common illnesses and conditions that can normally be managed at home. Avoiding the need to call 111 means the service can help those who need urgent help more quickly and also save you the bother of trying to find a local pharmacy. Dr. Mackinell continues, I would recommend you have pain relief such as paracetamol or ibuprofen at home. For little ones get age appropriate pain remedies which you can also get in liquid form. In the case of fevers, a thermometer is also a good idea as it means you can monitor temperatures accurately. To cover accidents, I'd recommend reviewing your first aid kit and make sure it is stocked with things like plasters, antiseptic and bandages. For common conditions such as rashes, tummy upsets, and earaches, NHS Inform has lots of information on how to treat these at home and when to seek medical help. Dr. Mackinac's advice is part of an NHS Scotland national health campaign, Healthy Know How. The campaign provides advice on how to stay well and enjoy the festivities, avoiding the need to get medical help over the holidays. Know how to get the right care in the right place. Further medical advice can be found during the week by contacting your GP, pharmacist, dentist or optometrist. For out of our, or during holiday closures, call NHS 24 on 111. More details on the Healthy Know How campaign can be found at www.nhsinform.scot/winter. New Project by Ash Ash Scotland is encouraging members of community groups and charities in Timbartonshire to access a new free e-learning course developed by the health charity to increase awareness about the impact of smoking in Scotland's areas of high deprivation. The course helps learners to understand the links between smoking and poverty, know more about how tobacco exacerbates health inequalities and gain increased confidence to raise the issue of smoking with people they support. The cost of smoking falls most heavily on people in communities that are struggling against poverty and inequality, with evidence showing that residents in Scotland's most deprived areas are considerably more likely to smoke than those in affluent areas. The harm caused by tobacco is a major fixture in the life expectancy gap of 13 years for men and 10 years for women, between those living in the most and the least deprived areas. Sheila Duffy, Chief Executive of Ash Scotland said, Addiction is not a lifestyle choice, it is a public health concern and a social justice issue, and people experiencing poverty are just as likely to want to quit smoking as anyone else. Ash Scotland wants to ensure that people facing everyday stresses and challenges in our poorest communities are empowered to seek the support to give up using tobacco. Members of the local community organisations and charities in Dabardenshire are well placed to compassionately encourage family, friends, and neighbours to consider quitting smoking. We trust the wealth of information in our new smoking in Scotland's areas of high deprivation e-learning module, which will be helpful for approaches to start sensitive conversations in empathetic and supportive ways about the many benefits of giving up smoking. Ash Scotland is tackling tobacco head-on by playing a leading part in campaigning to reduce the harms caused by smoking. For more information, follow the social media channels at www.instagram.com slash Ash Scotland and www.twitter.com slash ash scotland or email inquiries at ash Rail strike
2: misery for 2023. More rail strikes in the first week of the new year are likely to affect tens of thousands returning to work. ScotRail is warning customers to expect significant disruption during the latest round of strike action by RMT members of Network Rail. The dispute does not involve ScotRail staff, however, it will have a major impact on the train operators' ability to provide services as the RMT planned action involves Network Rail staff in Scotland. The RMT union announced its members that Network Rail will take strike action on January 3rd, 4th, 6th, and 7th. There will also be an overtime ban across the railways from 18th of December until 2nd of January, meaning industrial action for four weeks. For Scotrail customers this means a limited number of services will operate on a reduced number of routes. Many of the network rail staff that are due to take part in the planned industrial action occupy safety critical roles and as such it will not be possible for Scotrail to run the vast majority of services.
1: John's living a
2: full life.
1: Almost three quarters, 73%, of stroke survivors spend less or no time socialising with their families and friends since their stroke, highlighting the devastating and often hidden social impact of stroke. Moreover, 4 out of 5, 83%, of stroke survivors spend less or no time on their hobbies and 4 in 5, 79%, have given up a hobby altogether. The Stroke Association and Buzz Bingo are sharing results from a joint survey as they announce a three-year partnership. Together, the organisations aim to help more stroke survivors rebuild their lives by tackling isolation and loneliness after stroke. There are around 100,000 strokes each year and there are 1.3 million stroke survivors in the UK. Stroke survivors like John Whiteford from Kirkintilloch. who who knew only too well how important it is to have hobbies and friends to socialise with after a stroke. He said, I had a stroke at 52 and it came completely out of the blue. It affected my ability to walk, to talk and to see. I was lucky to receive treatment, which reduced the extent of the brain damage. However, I still had to deal with bouts of depression and extreme anxiety. It was a dark period of my life. I lost my job which was a massive blow but I took up a hobby, outdoor bowls, it's been a total lifesaver for me. I've met some brilliant people who are fun to be with on and off the green. I'd even become quite good at bowls and recently won a championship at my bowling club in Kirkintillock. Woodley. Taking up a new hobby has given purpose to my life and a reason to get up in the morning. Confidence is the first thing you lose when you have a stroke, but it is the first thing you have to regain. Bowles has helped me to do that and, as a result, I have adapted to a new normal, living life to the full. Saul Hazelsdon at the Stroke Association said, Stroke strikes every five minutes in the UK and changes lives in an instant. Stroke has many impacts, some are visible where others are hidden, but the effects are equally devastating and become obstacles to recovery Many survivors stop seeing family and friends or are forced to give up their hobbies. This may have been a result of struggling with their confidence or mental health or due to fatigue. Socialising and enjoying hobbies are really important to mental health after a stroke. Without this, stroke survivors can lose their confidence, hampering their well-being and approaching leaving them with a sense of purpose and identity. We are excited to announce our new partnership with Buzz Bingo which will help raise vital funds for much-needed specialist support, research and campaigning and will go a long way in supporting more stroke survivors like John to find to live the best possible life after a stroke. A spokesman at Buzz Bingo said, We are delighted to be partner, partnering with the Stroke Association and to help raise awareness of the isolation and loneliness many stroke survivors experience. Socialising with family and friends or in the community can be daunting following a stroke. Over the next three years, we aim to raise £200,000 for the Stroke Association. As part of the partnership, we will be working closely with the charity to provide volunteering opportunities for our colleagues and train them to better understand stroke and its impact. Visit www.stroke.org.uk to find out more. Ailey's card is a winner. A magical snow globe design featuring smiling snowmen will feature in Provost Renick's Christmas card thanks to a winning artist, Ailey from Holy Family Primary in Kirkintilloch. Ailey's cheery drawing charmed the judging panel with its bright colours and a happy Christmas scene set up in a snow globe. Two smiling snowmen are at the centrepiece of the design which will adorn the Provost Christmas card and this animated e-card which will be sent to hundreds of contacts of both councillors and council officers. Provost Renick and Deputy Provost Colette McDermott met Ailey in her school, where she received a pack of her cards and an art set so she can keep drawing and being creative. There were two runners-up who also received art sets. They were Emily from Hairstane's primary, who created a cosy Christmas fireside scene, complete with roaring fire and Christmas stockings. Georgia from Lennox Town Primary, whose drawing showed a, bo- a tower of brightly coloured Christmas baubles. The Provost Christmas card competition is a tradition that Provost Renick was keen to continue in her first year in office. She said, Ailey is a worthy winner, as her drawings immediately caught the eye. She has done a brilliant job and I can't wait to, see her designs, to send her design out to all my family, friends and associates. Thanks to Holy Family Primary and all the schools who took part this year. Congratulations to Ailey and to Emily and Georgia, whose designs are also excellent and very creative. They made the judging of the competition very tough this year. Ailey added, I'm really happy my drawing has been picked and it's amazing to see it made up onto the card. It was fun taking part in the competition and my prize is great.
2: SNP slammed over health Scottish Liberal Democrat health spokesperson Alec Cole Hamilton MSP has called on the health secretary to stop failing patients and take action now after figures published today show that cancer waiting times have dropped to the worst on record just 74.7% of referrals started treatment within 62 days a decrease from 76.3% in the previous quarter and the worst performance against the target since 2012. The target was not met by any NHS health boards. Mr Cole Hamilton said, I am dismayed that once again we are seeing the worst cancer times on record. We all know that early diagnosis and treatment are crucial to survival. The Cabinet Secretary needs to stop Failing patients, their families and staff by taking action now. To not do so would be totally unacceptable. The Scottish Government needs to get a grip of cancer care and replace its failed strategy. It is frightening to think what has to happen before they realise this. This is no
1: longer a cost of living crisis. This is an emergency, says TV actress. Actress Kelly Shirley also known as TV soapy stender's Carly Wicks in 200 plus episodes, is a food bank volunteer and Trussell Trust supporter. She says, This is no longer a cost of living crisis, it's an emergency and, for people on the lowest incomes, it's becoming impossible for them to survive. As a volunteer at my local food bank in Lewisham, I've seen first hand how rising energy prices and inflation are pushing more people in my community deeper into poverty. It's a perfect storm that's been mirrored in the communities across the country as families making impossible decisions every day as they just don't have enough money to cover the, all the essentials we all need to live on. People are holding back on using essential appliances so they can keep their family warm. People are skipping meals so they can feed their kids. Between April and September 2022 almost 1.3 million emergency parcels were given out at the food banks in the Trussell Trust network do people across the UK experience hunger? Almost half a million of these went to children. How can this be right in one of the wealthiest countries in the world? From my experience, food banks are places of extraordinary hope where people want to help others in their community whose hope may have faded. People whose circumstances have changed through no fault of their own, who need support and a friendly face without judgment. But this does not exist. They're a symptom of poverty where people don't have enough money in their pocket to survive. This winter is going to be hardest yet for many families, with more people than ever needing a food bank for the first time, and 1 in 5 people who attend a food bank being from a household where someone works. Food banks are also now having to give out an emergency food parcel every 13 seconds. 13 seconds? That's a scary thought in modern day Britain. With this increased need, as well as food banks giving out more food than be- is being donated, exhausted volunteers, and rising warehouse utility costs, food banks will not be able to support everyone in their communities through this crisis until something drastically changes. Food banks and the Trussell Trust are working tirelessly to be there for everyone who needs them, so please, please help keep food banks going this winter and support this wonderful charity both this winter and with our long-term goal to end the need for emergency food provision. If you can, please donate to the emergency fund appeal to help keep food banks going this winter so they can be there for everyone who needs them or visit your local food bank's website and donate items they need. It doesn't need to be much, a packet of biscuits, a tube of toothpaste, a bag of pasta or find out if they need a volunteer like I do. Whatever you can do to support Stand with us and help us build a better future where no none of us need a food bank because none of us will allow it. Thank you. Stay off the ice is a message from Fire Service. The Scottish Fire and Rescue Service is urging people to stay safe around frozen water this winter. Whether it is a river, pond, canal or reservoir, frozen water should be avoided. While the ice may look solid it can suddenly crack and cause a person to fall through and potentially become trapped under the ice. The consequences can be fatal as the low temperature of the water can bring in cold water shock which can lead to a heart attack. If someone does get into difficulty on the ice, advice is to dial 999, ask for the fire and rescue service and wait for help to arrive. Do not attempt to rescue them as you could be putting yourself in danger. Parents, carers and guardians are also asked to to ensure children are made aware of the dangers of playing on ice. Dog owners should also ensure they keep pets on a lead and should avoid throwing objects onto the ice for them to retrieve. Scottish Fire and Rescue Service Area Commander for Prevention and Protection, David Durley, said Following the tragic events recently, we strongly urge everyone to please be aware of the dangers of frozen water. We know the ice can look inviting but do not be tempted to walk on ice it can easily crack and cause a person to fall through. Don't wander too near to the edge. Icy conditions could cause you to slip and fall in and don't be tempted to test how solid the water is. Adults should set a good example by staying off the ice and we can also ask that parents, carers and guardians ensure children are aware of the dangers of frozen water. We don't want your winter walk to end in tragedy so please avoid going near frozen water when you are out with loved ones and pets. Advice for anyone who gets into trouble in frozen water is to try to conserve their energy by keeping as still as possible while waiting for help. And be aware of the dangers of cold water shock, which can be brought about by low temperatures, which can cause breathing difficulties, blood vessels to close, and the heart rate to increase and lead to a heart attack. For more information on cold water shock, please visit www.watersafetyscotland.org.uk slash information, slash cold hyphen water hyphen shock.
2: 4,000 Santas run. Almost 4,000 Santas braved the cold to raise funds for charities in Glasgow's first mass Santa dash in three years on December the 11th. The festive family fun run took place on a new 5k route starting and finishing on Glasgow Green. Chilly weather failed to affect the festivities as runners of all ages and abilities limbered up to tackle the course and lots of dogs also brought their owners along to take part too. Wee Cole Park, age six of the Kirkentilla, completed the run in his wheelchair pushed by a team of around 30 supporters including his mum Michelle. Cole is receiving treatment at the Beetson, west of Scotland Cancer Centre for an aggressive brain tumor and was guest of honour at the event. Along with his family and friends, Cole was raising money for the Beats and Cancer Charity. After collecting his medal walking over the finish line he declared the event fun. Groups celebrated for their efforts.
1: Environmental charity Keep Scotland Beautiful has recognized five groups from Eastern Bartonshire for their work to improve their communities for people and nature. The 2022 Beautiful Scotland and It's Your Neighbourhood annual seminar and celebration event took place virtually on Thursday the 8th of December. More than 180 groups from 26 local authority areas were recognised with certificates and awards at the celebration event for their efforts to clean up and, beautif- and beautify their neighbourhoods. Juliet Camburn, Community Projects Officer with Keep Scotland Beautiful, said... We're delighted to once again be celebrating the brilliant work of groups across Scotland who are doing so much to make their community a better place. Every It's Your Neighbourhood entrant has made a lasting contribution to their area through their efforts and it's good to see such a high number taking part this year. I'd like to congratulate and thank each and every group alongside the 26 volunteer assessors we work with who give up their time, support, expertise and guidance for all they do to make their community a cleaner, greener and more sustainable place for pe- people in nature. It's Your Neighbourhood is Keep Scotland Beautiful's community environmental improvement initiative, which is managed in partnership with the Royal Horticultural Society, RHS. Ling Wan, Community Programme Manager of the Royal Horticultural Society said, We're delighted that so many groups in Scotland are taking part in It's Your Neighbourhood and achieving so much for their local communities. Any group who would like to join Keep Scotland Beautiful It's Your Neighbourhood initiative can email beautifulscotland at keepscotlandbeautiful.org or visit org slash IYN to learn more. The list of Eastern Bartonshire groups and their awards as follows. Allendon Road Group of Milgae and Bloom Outstanding Bears Den and Bloom Outstanding. Better Briggs Limited. Outstanding. Friends of Bishop Briggs Park. Thriving. Lennox Project Group. Thriving. NHS strikes. Unite the Union confirmed that an increased pay offer has now been accepted by its NHS Scotland membership. Unite's Health membership voted yes by 64% to accept, accept the improved offer which was tabled two weeks ago following extensive talks involving the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, the Health Secretary Hamza Yousaf, NHS Scotland and the trade unions. Industrial action by Unite which was initially set to hit the Scottish Ambulance Service and the wider NHS Scotland is now off. The improved offer represents on average a 7.5% increase across NHS Scotland with up to 11.24% for the bottom pay bands. It means salary bands one to four will receive a flat rate payment of two thousand two hundred and five pounds, and salary bands five to seven receiving increases ranging to two thousand six hundred and sixty
3: pounds. Family announcements, deaths, McFadden, James, peacefully at Glasgow Royal Infirmary on December tenth, twenty twenty two. Beloved husband of Agnes, a much-loved dad of Jim, Janice, and brother of Isabel, and the late Robert. An adored papa and great papa. Fortified by the rites of the Holy Church, RIP. Reception and visual on Wednesday, December 28th, 2022, at St. Flannan's R.C. Church, Kirk and Talk, for 6.30pm. Funeral Mass on Thursday, December 29th, 2022, at 10am. Thereafter to Old Isle Cemetery for 11.15am. Acknowledgements Sinclair, William Stevenson, brackets, Bill Myriad and family would like to thank most sincerely all relatives, friends and neighbours who attended Bill's funeral service also for all the cards, flowers and messages of condolences received and for all the donations to Alzheimer's Scotland. A big thank you to Reverend Adam Dillon for a superb service with thanks to all the staff in the acute assessment unit and Ward 39 in Glasgow Royal Infirmary for their exceptional care of Bill in his final days and to the district nurses for their care and help. Our sincerest thanks to J and D Lawson Funeral Directors in particular, Stephen, Michael, Mary and Tina for their care, respect and dignity shown to all the family at this sad and difficult time.
1: Christmas Message Provost Renick had a busy year. It is a real privilege to be delivering my first Christmas message as Provost, having had the honour of being appointed to the role in May this year. I have thoroughly enjoyed representing the Council and people of Eastern Bartonshire at receptions and celebrations over these past eight months, particularly as pandemic restrictions have now been lifted and long awaited postponed events were able to go ahead. On every occasion, I have appreciated having the opportunity to meet so many inspirational and commendable members of our communities. Some of the highlights were the opening of Townhead Square in Kirkintilloch representing the council at Auchan Miners Memorial Service, hosting the Kirkin of the Council at St Mary's Church, and the opening of the new Blughir Academy in Bearsden. More recently, I attended the Ahamadiyah Muslim Elders Association Peace Forum in Kirkintilloch, and an investiture ceremony hosted by Lord Lieutenant of Dunbartonshire, Mrs Jill Young MBE. There, Don Martin was awarded an MPE for services to libraries and heritage in Scotland, and Mr I.E. Sheik, Johnny, received a BEM for services to the Chinese community. I've also had the honour of visiting the homes of residents celebrating milestone birthdays and anniversaries. I've been been invited to a number of 100th birthday parties, diamond wedding anniversaries, and a platinum wedding anniversary. I also attended the 5th party for Gavin's Mill in in Mulgai, the 25th anniversary of the Park Centre in Kirkintilloch, and to celebrate the 75th anniversary of India's independence in Edinburgh. In recent weeks, my diary has been full of festive activities. I have attended several Christmas concerts, the Kirkintilloch Male Voice Choir concert and concerts performed by extremely talented pupils from Eastern Bartonshire schools. Not only do we have a wealth of musical talent in our schools, we have plenty of budding artists too. The entries for the provost Christmas card competition were fantastic. Whilst Christmas is a time for celebration, it is also a time for reflection. It has been a year of many highs, but it has also been a year of great sorrow. The death of Her Majesty the Queen in September was desperately sad news for us all. I had the honour of representing the council and the people of Eastern Bartonshire, in paying our respects to our longest-serving monarch, Acheleian State in St Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh. Many of us will have also lost beloved family members and friends during 2022, and the festive season can be particularly difficult when we are grieving. My thoughts are with those of you who are suffering loss at this time. I would also like to take this opportunity to pay tribute to those of you who will be separated from family and friends as you carry out vital roles in our communities, keeping us safe, the emergency services, NHS, armed services, charities and many council staff. Thank you for you for all you do for us. Finally, I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. I look forward to meeting more of you during 2023. Have a very happy and healthy new year. Christmas message from the moderator, Dr Ian Greenshields, Kirk moderator, Church of Scotland. There has always been something magical about Christmas for me. Even before I came to faith, I loved the Christmas hymns and, in particular, the story of the child born in the manger. It is magical and mystical. When I was four years old, my parents told me I was going to get a very special Christmas present. A wee brother or sister. You can imagine the excitement and the bike I had been longing for took a very distant second place. Well, he did end up coming late, very late. The 15th of January late and he has never been on time for anything since. What a letdown. He was so wee and I asked myself, how can you play football with something that size that just sleeps all the time? What are our expectations of Christmas? That first Christmas, could Mary have expected her son to be born in a stable with animals? And what about the shepherds and their tale about the angels? Could she have anticipated that? Was it all a bit of a letdown for her? But Christmas will always be a letdown if we focus on the wrong things. But if we focus on the right things, on the wonderful gift of God's love that will never change, indeed, it can only get better as we grow to understand and appreciate the sheer depth of it. What about the wonderful promise of Emmanuel? That word means God with us, always with us, and he promises never to leave or forsake us. Then there is the astonishing gift of eternal life, knowing that those who are no longer around the table are in a glorious place. See it through a different lens and we capture the wonders of God's greatest ever gift, his son. He invites us to receive this greatest of all gifts, one that comes as a complete package, forgiveness, reconciliation, new life and eternal hope. None of this is to say that the presents, time spent with family and watching the great escape for the tenth time are unimportant. They are good and a blessing, but remember, this Christmas, the permanent and greater gifts of God, and personal, and the reason for the season. Extra cash help for local families. More than £900,000 has been distributed to the thousands of families with disabled children in Eastern Bartonshire since the launch of a new Scottish Benefit. The latest official figures from Social Security Scotland show that 926,860 was paid out to the families of more than 700 children and young people who are receiving Child Disability Payment in September this year. Child Disability Payment replaces the DWP's Disability Living Allowance for Children and helps cover the extra cost of caring for a child who is disabled, has a long-term ill health condition or is terminally ill. Minister for Social Security Ben McPherson said, Caring for a child who is disabled or has long-term health condition can result in extra costs for families, for buying specialist equipment, to paying for taxis to get to appointments. It can also be more expensive for children with disabilities to take part in the activities and opportunities with their peers. Child Disability Payment helps parents to support their children and assist young people to live lives to their fullest. It is welcome news that the families of around 710 children and young people are now receiving the child disability payment. With the increasing financial pressures on families during a cost of living crisis, it is important people are receiving all the benefits they are entitled to. I urge anyone who thinks they or their child may be eligible to get in touch with Social Security Scotland, as well as checking if they may be entitled to extra financial support by visiting campaign dot, gov, dot scot. matilda at royal hospital for children patients at the royal hospital for children were given a red carpet experience on wednesday december the 7th for a special screening of matilda the musical staff from the hospital glasgow hospital children's charity and medi cinema teamed up to give patients and their families a night to remember as they took in the famous roald Dahl character's latest on-screen adventure as well as the VIP screening, children also received a special Matilda goodie bag, complete with a book and limited edition poster. Staff also kicked off the evening with the fun arts and crafts activities, which included creating a one-of-a-kind Matilda-themed ha- banner. Enjoying the Hollywood experience was Matilda, Tilly Fraser, who was there to see her on-screen n- namesake with her mum Mandy. Mandy said, We had to take Matilda to see Matilda. Ever since she has been little Tilly has always loved the story, she has the book, loves the first film and when the musical was on in Edinburgh we had a mummy and daughter day out to go and see it. To be able to get to see the musical here was brilliant for her. It's been a tough few weeks for Tilly but things have been getting better in the last few days. Getting to go and see Matilda the musical topped off the good news. Born three months premature. Tilly spent the first seven months of her life in the neonatal ICU and has been in and out of hospital over the years with respiratory issues. She has been in the RHC for the last 30 days, including her 12th birthday, but her family still make it as special a day as possible with staff on hand to help get the ward ready for her celebrations. Two more COVID deaths has recorded. There were two more coronavirus deaths recorded over the latest weekly period. Within eastern Bartonshire. the latest figures from the UK coronavirus dashboard show a total of three hundred and eighty-six people had died in the area by November the twenty-seventh, Sunday, or from a total figure given of three hundred and eighty-four the week before. Public Health Scotland has now decided to stop reporting deaths for anyone who died within a twenty-eight-day period of having provided a possible, a positive test for COVID nineteen. Instead. The weekly figures now include anyone whose death certificate registered in the week ending on a Sunday, mentions that the deceased individual died where COVID nineteen is listed on the death certificate as one of those causes. Deaths in Scotland are recorded by the date upon which the death is registered and are then allocated to the deceased usual area of residence. District News Churches Date Wednesday the twenty first of december twenty twenty two. Kirkenthaler Church of God. At Regent Hall, Regent Street this Wednesday is our Coffee Corner, Christmas special at noon. The programme includes a seasonal lunch, a festive quiz, sing-along carols and guest speaker Gordon Mackay from Greenock. A warm welcome to everyone who is able to join us. Admission is free. There will be no Sunday Zoom service this week or the week after. However, there will be a New Year's New Start family service. At Regent Hall on Sunday January the 8th at 4pm Which features live music, video presentations, a brain teaser quiz and a guest speaker For up-to-date and further information on our services, visit our website on www.regenthall.org All of us at Regent Hall wish you a, v- a happy and peaceful Christmas and a great new year For unto you is born the st- in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord Luke 2 verse 11 Came your Parish church. Our warm welcome hub is open to all and runs from noon until 3pm on Fridays. This will provide a warm space with soup, tea and a chat that is free to all. In these difficult times, some folks could possibly do with some heat, food and company, so please think of any vulnerable neighbours, etc. you may know and bring them along on Fridays. Note However, it will not run on Friday December the 30th, but will restart again on January the 6th. On Christmas Eve, Reverend Susan Anderson will lead the pyjama service at 6.30pm to 7.10pm for children of all ages, right up to 90 plus. Our watch night service will start at 11.15pm, with mince pies, shortbread, teas and coffee available in the hall beforehand. There will be no service in Kemu on Christmas Day. Instead. We will join with our friends at Cader in a joint service starting at 10.30am. Details of all of our groups that are running, currently running may be found on our website, chemmyour-church.co.uk. To find us on Facebook, just set for Your Parish Church. If you would like to join our WhatsApp group or receive the Bible studies from ABC, then email us at chemmyourchurch at icloud.com. St David's Memorial Park Church. Our Christmas service on December 25th will be at our usual time of 10.30am. All are welcome to attend our service. There are some Covid measures still in place, however, the wearing of face masks is not mandatory at this time. We look forward to welcoming you to the church to celebrate in in this festive service. Our Tuesday lunchtime service will be held each Tuesday from noon in our small hall. Our next service will be in January, the 20, January 2023, date to be confirmed. All are welcome to attend this afternoon service. Also, the church has commenced with a warm space. This will continue on Mondays. Volunteers are needed to support this event. If you can offer some time and support, please contact the church through the Facebook page. Reminder, the Christmas services are as follows. Christmas Watch Night service on December 24th, held in St. David's at 11.30pm. This is a joint celebration with St. Mary's. Christmas Day service will take place at 10.30am on Christmas Day. Our first service of the new year will take place on Sunday, January 1st, 2023 at 11am in St. Mary's Parish Church. All are welcome to come along and share in the celebration of Christmas. Home Church, Scotland. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and he will be a ruler. He will be called Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 One church, home church, four locations, Kirkintilloch, Glasgow, Stornoway and online. A church for all ages, warm space, warm meal, warm welcome at home church every Saturday at 6.30pm. Suggested donation £1.50 per adult. Children eat free. December the 24th. Carol services. 6.30pm and 8.30pm. December the 25th. 11am. Worship service. See Facebook and Instagram for up-to-date information. St. James Church. Hilton Road, Bishop Briggs. Rector Reverend Canon Paul Watson. 0141. 230-4080. There is a communion service on Thursday at 11am in the chapel. On Christmas Eve there is a Christian service at 4pm to which families are particularly welcome to come along and take part. At 11.15pm that evening there is a watchnight service of communion and carols. On Christmas Day there is a communion service at 10.30am. You are very welcome to come and join us at any the of these services and experience the true meaning of Christmas. The Meditation Labyrinth is still available in the car park for a mindful walk around. There are also other virtual services and groups. For up-to-date and further information, refer to our social media. Facebook, St James to Bishop Briggs or www.stjamesbishopbriggs.org.uk Christmas at Cadar Church Everyone is welcome to come along and worship with us in our beautiful church. We look forward to welcoming you to our Christmas services. For full details, please go to the Catter Parish Church website. So if you are visiting in the area, please feel free to drop in and worship with us. Christmas Eve, South Hall, Christingo Service at 4pm. Watch Night, 11.30pm at Catter Church. Christmas Day Service. Joint all-age service with Ken Mure and Springfield Cambridge Churches at Cather Church, 10.30am. We would like to wish everyone a, a very happy Christmas and a blessed new year. Springfield, Cambridge. There will be a vestry hour on Wednesday, December the 21st from 10am, 11am for anyone who wishes to speak with the minister. There will be a short weekly service of worship in the Springfield Chapel on Wednesday, December the 21st from 11.10am to 11.30am with refreshments afterwards in the Hall of Fellowship. On Christmas Eve, Saturday, December 24th, there will be a service at 8.30pm which will also be live streamed on the Springfield Cambridge Church YouTube channel. A link to this can be found on the Springfield Cambridge Church website www.springfieldcambridge.org.uk and Facebook page up-to-date information about events and church organisations can also be found. Carol singing will start at 8pm and the service itself will finish by 9.15pm. Tea and coffee and mince pies will be served immediately after the service in the Cameron Hall. There will be a retiring collection in aid of the lodging house mission. Morning worship on Sunday, December the 25th will be along with Chemyear Church at Cather Church at 10.30am. On Sunday, january first, twenty twenty three, the eleven AM worship service will be streamed a streamed service only. The church will be closed that day. Lindsay Union Parish Church Christmas services Saturday december twenty fourth, six pm to six thirty pm, Christmas Eve Family Service and eleven thirty pm at Christmas Eve Watchnight service. Sunday december twenty fifth eleven AM. Christmas Day Family Service. The meeting place, coffee shop, and coffee pot are now closed for this Christmas holidays. We wish all our customers a happy Christmas and a peaceful New Year, and look forward to welcoming you again on Wednesday, January the 11th, at 10 a.m. to noon, in the New Hall. Colston Well Park Church. As we approach the festive season, please feel free to join us in this celebration. On Christmas Eve. Our family service is at 6.30pm and our watch night service is at 11.15pm. On Christmas day, our family service will be running at 11am. All services will be led by Reverend Leslie Grieve. Tea and coffee will be served in the hall after these services. The Colston Art Club, the Brownies and the Boys Brigade will be closed over the festive season and will be re- recommencing in the new year. The feedback continues its good and worthwhile work and is open every Friday from 11am to 1pm and 2pm to 4pm. Again, a grateful thanks to all who continually donate to this worthwhile cause. Follow our church services on Facebook at Colston Well Park Parish Church and if you require further information on any of our church activities, contact Leslie Grieve on 07813 255 052. Lindsay Old Parish Church, Saturday, December the 24th at 4pm, Christingo service for families. At 11pm, refreshments served in the hall, and then at 11.30pm, watch night service in Sanctuary. Sunday, December the 25th at 11am, family Christmas workshop, including baptism. St. Columbus Hillhead Church, a very happy Christmas to you all from all at St. Columbus Hillhead. Do join us at 4pm on Christmas Eve at our St. Columbus site for a family Christmas Eve service with hot drinks and juice afterwards. We also have an all-age service at 10am on Christmas Day again at St. Columbus. We'd love to meet with you in person but if that is not possible for you please connect with us by live livestream via www.kirkandtellisonatcolumbus.org.uk or by searching for St. Columbus Hillhead Head Kirk and Delic on YouTube. We continue to have free hot drinks and biscuits and perhaps the mince Pie at our new weekly warm welcome drop ins, 2 pm to 4pm at Hillhead on Wednesday afternoons and 10 a.m. till noon in St. Columbus Hall's on Thursdays. Come for a chat or to read the paper or make use of our free Wi Fi, St. Columbus only. St Mary's Parish Church on Christmas Day Sunday, December the twenty-fifth, there will be an all-age, fairly informal service taken by the Reverend Dr. Ruth Morrison. The service will be followed by tea and coffee served in the church. On Wednesday, December the twenty-first, beginning at ten thirty a.m., St. Mary's Nursery will be holding their annual nativity in the church, followed by tea and coffee. All are welcome to come along and watch the children give their own slant on the Christmas story. Wednesday welcome will still take place except there will not be a service. There will be no Wednesday welcome on, De- on Wednesday, December the 28th. On Christmas Eve, there will be a joint service at St. David's beginning at 10.30pm to welcome in Christmas Day. Milton of Campsey Church. Our Warm Species Hub is now up and running on Mondays and Thursdays in the afternoon at 1pm. To volunteer and or for more information, contact Anne Peart, ampert56 at gmail.com or 01360 313003 On Sunday, Christmas Day, as we celebrate Jesus' birthday, we will light the white candle in our Advent wreath. For the Christmas m- montage, please send us a photo of yourself through your favourite Christmas carol. This will be preceded by a watch night service beginning at 11.15pm on Christmas Eve. At midday, on Christmas Eve, we will gather around the village Christmas tree for ecumenical carol singing. Our Christmas messenger has been put through every door in the village. Contact Phyllis on 07582 That's Phyllis on 07582 We wish you all a very happy Christmas. District News General Westminster View Tory choices have made this crisis Article by Amy Callahan MP If one word describes 2022, it would be crisis. We live through a global pandemic, only to be thrust into a cost-of-living crisis, a recession, and unprecedented political instability. Three Tory totally governments in one year, all guilty of mishandling our economy and creating the crises we're now living through. The answer from that latest Tory government is to return to the failed policy of austerity, the exact opposite of what economists say you should do during a recession. Austerity saw years of real terms cuts to the pay of our key workers and now the UK government are playing the strong man with public sector staff, posties and rail workers, claiming there is no money to pay them a decent wage. It wasn't so long ago we were out clapping for the courageous efforts of key workers But now we're told by the Tories that their pay demands are unreasonable. If there's no money left, that's because of the Tories' economic vandalism. Take the energy sector. Last year, Shell paid £3.7 billion in tax to Norway, yet here they received almost £100 million in net subsidies from the UK government. In fact, since 2016, BP and Shell have shared £700 million in UK subsidies. That's our money being given to private companies to extract our oil and sell it to us. Years of the UK government's mismanagement of Scotland's energy sector has left us as one of the only oil-rich nations without an oil fund. Norway's is worth £947 billion. Just think how that money could be used to ease the transition to renewable energy and cost-of-living crisis. But it's not just the Tories' economic illiteracy that's costing us dearly. It's also their spending profligacy. They spent £900,000 in putting the Prime Minister's plane, almost doubled the UK government's advertising budget to get nine hundred and thirty-seven million in preparation for the next general election, and they wasted £120 million on a festival of Brexit that hardly anyone noticed. And, while we're talking of Brexit, that ludicrous policy, p- policy alone cost us over £31 billion last year, crippling businesses and economic growth. The next time the Tories tell us that there's no money to pay people a decent wage, then we will all know why. Each of these crises are the results of political choices. I hope you have a lovely Christmas and my best wishes for 2023. Vera is in need of a new home. Vera is an active girl who loves spending time with her favourite people. Vera is a playful pooch who enjoys bounding around the garden with her soft toys. She takes time to build trust and confidence around new people, but once she is comfortable you will have a loyal and loving friend for life. Vera would like patient owners who can offer understanding and move at her pace. A clever girl, she is fully house trained and will happily show off her tricks in exchange for a piece of cheese. Vera would make an excellent companion for an active adult household of Staffordshire Bull Terrier lovers. If you can help Vera, please contact the West Calder Rehoming Centre on 01506 873 459. Strathkelvin Writers. Members of Strathkelvin Writers Group enjoyed an evening of fun, posers, and food at their Christmas party held in the Woodhill Evangelical Parish Church, Bishop Briggs, on Tuesday, December the 5th. The writers return there on January the 24th after the festive break. Pets at Christmas. Pet owners are being advised to be aware of potential dangers that could be putting the animals and their lives at risk this Christmas. PDSA vet nurse Nina Downing shares the toxic treats and decorative dangers to watch out for this festive season. She said, Every Christmas we treat poorly pets at our PDSA's pet hospitals who are suffering from illnesses and injuries that their owners just don't know how could be caused by some of their yuletide traditions. I'd urge owners to be aware of the potential dangers that some of her festive f- favourites present to our furry family members. Nina's top tips for making sure your pet stays safe this Christmas. Deck the halls, twinkle the lights, glitter bubbles and tinsel are tantalisingly tempting to curious paws so try to keep them out of reach of your pet. Many festive plants are toxic to pets, so make sure they're out of reach. A tremendous occasion. Whether real or artificial, beware that your cat may see your Christmas tree as the perfect climbing challenge. This could result in broken baubles and lots of mess at the best, or an injured puss at worst. So always supervise them to avoid any mishaps. Santa Paws is coming to town. When opening presents, keep sticky tape bows, ribbons, and string away from pets and take care to pick up any leftover wrapping and anything else that could cause serious problems if chewed up and swallowed. Festive food. Christmas dinner may be a highlight of the day for us, but no matter how tempting, don't give in to any persuasion. Not only can sudden change of diet cause an upset stomach, some parts of our festive feasts can also be highly toxic to pets. A jolly Christmas. The hustle and bustle of Christmas can be overwhelming for furry family, so it's important to offer a safe space for them, for, them, for, them, for them to escape the festivities. www.pdsa.org.uk slash Xmas hyphen guide And that was this week's District News Journal, date Wednesday the 21st of December
3: 2022. Kevin is back in the game, an article written by Brian Yule and read by me, Corey. Kevin McGoldrick is delighted to be back in football after being appointed manager for his hometown club. The former Morton and Queen's Park winger, who was most recently assigned manager at Steinhouse Muir, has taken over at Tullock, Rob Roy following the departure of Stuart Maxwell to Pollock. McGoldrick, who previously managed Colsaith Rangers, told the club's YouTube channel, I'm over the moon. Obviously, this came about quite quick, and I'm delighted to be given the opportunity, particularly at my hometown club. I've not been involved in the game for the last 18 months due to personal circumstances. I didn't even know if I still had my boots, so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we get good news in the coming weeks about moving into our facility at long last, back in Kirk and Talk. I would ask all the fans to stick by us and we can bring success to Kirk and Talk. The rest of the new management team will be made up of assistant Danny Ferry, goalkeeping coach Stevie Kidd and coaches Jamie Hughes and Robert Campbell. McGoldrick will need to wait until Hogmanay, when Maxwell brings his Pollock side to Guy's Meadow to make his debut in the Rob Roy dugout, as the match with canvas-lying Rangers on Saturday was called off due to the weather. The WOSFL has confirmed that Rob Roy's tie away to Hurlford in the League Cup, which was also postponed earlier this month, will now take place on January 7th. Meanwhile, Easton Bartonshire Council met last Thursday, December 15th, to discuss the bids to lease the new Kirkantilla Community Sports Complex. The meeting was held in private, and the decision has not yet been made public. Council Chief Executive Jerry Cornes said A decision was taken by Council in relation to Kirkantilla Community Sports Complex and will be communicated once all bidders have been notified and contracts agreed. That article was written by Brian Yule and read by me, Cory. First annual Santa Dash is a success. An article written by Brian Yule and read by me, Cory. The cold and frosty weather didn't dampen spirits as members of the walk-run cycle in and around Eastern Burnshire took part in their first Santa Dash. Starting in Kirk and Tullock Marina to Christine's Way and Lindsay and finishing in Boghead Wood, the event definitely got everyone in the festive mood. Raising funds for the Eastern Bartonshire Food Bank, this was a great example of community Christmas spirit. Leslie ann Lindsay said, “As a community group, what better way to give back to our community than by raising funds for our local food bank? The cost of living crisis has seen an unprecedented demand for its services and we hope that this donation can go towards helping those most in need during these hard times. The organisation's founder, Lorna Thompson, added, Everyone is struggling just now, so the group had to help give back. Doing what we do best, walking and running. Santa handed out selection boxes and mince pies for the participants at the finish line, donated locally by Tesco, Sainsbury's and Asda. There was also festive singing and Christmas-inspired warm-up led by members Janet and Christy, while Police Scotland Youth Volunteers kept everyone safe. One member, Laura, said, I loved watching the children's faces in anticipation of Santa arriving and the spirit of the police cadets even with their frozen toes. They did a great job. Felt very Christmassy. Another member, Aileen, added, It was lovely to take part in the local Santa Dash. I hope this annual event grows with each year. The Santa Dash raised £300 for the charity. £117 was on the day, and the rest was from participants pre-booking their places. The cheque was presented to the Kirkentillock-based food bank, which works in partnership with the Trussell Trust last week. A spokesperson said... Thanks to all the organisers and volunteers for stewarding and to Santa himself for popping into the woods to greet everybody. Yet another example of the generosity of our local community. Plans are already being made for next year's event, which will once again support the food bank. That article was written by Brian Newell and read by me, Corey. Woodley Brothers have won more gold. Two Woodley brothers are aiming to become the best in the world this summer after recent success in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Eight-year-old Leo McLaughlin won gold in his age and weight category at the European Championships in Dublin earlier this month. This came just 24 hours after he also secured gold at the British Noji Open in Warwick. His younger brother, Matthew Six, was also competing in this tournament, and he won gold too. Both boys were also in action at the English Open in London, and here too they picked up golds. The boys, who also play rugby at Glasgow club Alan Glens, started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu after the lockdown ended in May of 2021, and train at the Grip House Glasgow. Leo and Matthew are both already British champions and are now aiming to become the world's best. They hope to head to Florida next summer to compete in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Pan-American Championship. Their mum, Marie, said, The boys have worked extremely hard and we would love if their achievements could be recognised and supported by the local community. Leo has created a song, Dynamite In Your Face, which is for sale on iTunes, Spotify and Amazon Music. All proceeds from purchases will go towards supporting the cost of getting them to these competitions. Also, if any local businesses were willing to sponsor the boys, this would be appreciated, and also help in getting them to Florida to realise their dreams. Rosville beat the weather with dominant win. Rossville hosted Neilston at Peters Hill Park in the First Division as one of only two matches in the entire WOSFL card to survive the weather at the weekend. After a goalless first half, two goals in the second period from Connor McAteer, the first on 70 minutes with a diving header from a Conor McLaughlin cross and the second 10 minutes later as he turned the ball in from close range, gave the home side a 2-0 win. The victory was only Rossville's second of the season and moves them to within five points of safety. Manager Cavan Kelly told the club's media, it was a very dominant performance and a dominant victory. It was about getting off on the front foot and we did just that. Our goalie made a great save and that set the tone. Prior has been massive for us. We got in front after a great bit of play from Connor McLaughlin, with Connor McIntyre putting it away very well. I felt we really took control after the first goal, and Connor McIntyre's second goal killed it as a contest. The thaw arrived just too late for the rest of the local clubs to be in action, as the only other games on saw Glenville move off the bottom of the 4th division with a 3-1 win at home to BSC Glasgow. The teams will once again be idle as there are no matches scheduled for over the Christmas weekend. Glasgow City will be top of the SWPL1 at Christmas, despite their trip to Spartans being postponed, as Rangers and Celtics matches suffer the same fate. They now have a break until January 8th, when they host Hamilton Achies in the Scottish Cup. Hey listeners, this is Corey from Cune Review. First I would like to apologise for the current issues with the USB sticks. Due to the post office strikes we are not receiving many of our USBs back and though the USBs are easy to get the yellow envelopes we send them in are becoming harder and harder to procure reducing our ability to send them. So if you have any of our yellow envelopes sitting around your house please send them back to us. I also want to remind everyone that our podcasts are available digitally through YouTube, Google Podcasts, the BWBF Player, the Talking Newspaper app and on Amazon Alexa, which you can get for free by contacting us by email at information at qandreview.com. That email address again is information, I-N-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N at qandreview.com or by calling us on 0141 648 3930. Again, that phone number is 0141 Six four eight three nine three zero. Again, this is completely free, and Alexa can be used for far more than just listening to our podcasts. It can also be used to set alarms, control smart bulbs and switches, and much more. And finally, we at Qun Review would like to wish everyone a merry Christmas and a happy New Year, as well as wishing you the best for 2023 from all the team. This will be our last USB stick of this year and we'll be returning to the office on the 9th, with the first USB sticks of 2023 going out on the 12th. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you all in the new
2: year.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's and Tell Herald podcast. Brought to you by q and review print speaking to the blind. If you have any feedback, you're welcome to call us on 0141 772 3976. If you enjoyed this recording, feel free to subscribe to our channel.